You're listening to the 1% Factor Podcast with Coach Shakina, where I talk about how small changes and insights can have the greatest impact over time. Whether it's in life or business, you'll learn principles and strategies that when implemented will help you grow your business and design a lifestyle that's in alignment with who you are and fuels your purpose, passion, and vision. What's up, y'all? Shakina Johnson with JSR Vision LLC, and welcome to the Business Building. I didn't say that right. I don't even know my, the name of my own podcast. Listen to that. <laughs> Building Better Businesses, where we talk about mindset, marketing, and business building strategies. Um, today, I am with a wonderful guest, Gretchen Heido, who's going to introduce herself to the group. And uh, we're going to go from there. So tell us, Gretchen, who you are, what you do, and how, does these, how should these people know you today? Oh, thank you so much. And I love it. Sometimes my brain gets muffled too, and I can't say the words right either, but I appreciate you having me. Like you said, my name is Gretchen. I'm Gretchen Heido. I'm a master coach through the International Coaching Federation, and I specialize in helping entrepreneurs, business people, and coaches really take their business to the next level. I like to think that I specialize in all things making money and best ways to help people to serve in order to sell and in order to connect. And my true belief is that nobody should have to be broke. You know, we're all in these different careers. There are ways to earn an income without being sleazy or creepy. And that's that's my great hope when I talk to people is really helping them to get comfortable with that. No, that's awesome. Um, I love that. Because I agree with that. I don't think anybody should be broke. <laughs> hey. Um, and you don't have to be sleazy to do it. No. So, no. Um, tell us a little bit about how you got started to where you are now. You know, I was a publicist for many, many years, had my own PR company, did that for a long time. And then one day, an executive who I was uh promoting a new PR plan for for his company for the year said to me, Gretchen, you should be an executive coach. It's what you're doing for us anyway. And I was like, eh. Three days later, a woman that I mentor said, Gretchen, you should have been a therapist. I said, I'm never going back to school to do all of that. And she said, you should be a coach. And I thought, what the heck is a coach? Is it a is it a fake therapist that you you're not smart enough to be a therapist? So you go the easy way. And she said, no, coaches help change the world. So I went and I found out what it was. And figured out that that's what I was doing anyway for free and thought, oh, this is a real career. I'm going to do this immediately. Went out, got the training, and now that's what I'm doing. Really helping people to amplify their life and to go from where they are right now to where they're dreaming that they want to go. You know, it's amazing how we always dismiss the first one, you know. <laughs> I have to hear it a few <laughs> times. It's, you know, I think you're really good at this. I think you should do this for a living. Eh. Eh. Yeah. Next time, exactly. next 16 times you hear it, you're like, I'll yes. think about it. Right. You know, and because I heard it twice in 48 hours, that's why I was like, wait a minute. If it would have been spread out, I probably would have been like, eh. I wish people would follow that. Like, um, mm -hmm. and depending on the group, though, because sometimes you're around a group of people that may not have your best interests in mind. But True. for the most part, if you hear it, from two different people, two different strangers in a short amount of time, you might want to pay attention to that, right? That's what I'm um, saying. Exactly. Makes sense. Um, it's interesting how every time I ask a coach, you know, how they got started, it's something not quite as similar. It's I've always been doing it. It's just now I realize I can help other people 
in this way, or I can get yes. paid for what I'm doing for free or, or that, something similar, but that's usually the, and I think the just that, that that's it. You know, it's, Oh, I can get paid to do this. And we didn't know, we didn't know it was a quote unquote real thing. Yep. Or we didn't think we qualified or we just had no idea. So that's one of the things I kind of call that the holy nudge that when you hear about something and it feels interesting, follow it. I like that term. Holy nudge. Yeah, and I use that, that from moving. I like Please it. do. Please do. I'm going to credit you for saying it every time. <laughs> the holy nudge. I like that. Holy nudge. But um, so you specialize in basically changing the but helping entrepreneurs get through some of the toughest things that they have to go through, including having sales conversations. Yes. And we all have been there where we're like, I feel like a salesman or the videos, that's videos, the, uh, the commercials about the car salesman. And Ugh. we've all had that experience where somebody's trying to push something onto us that we don't want. But now the the generation and the era has changed where consumers are more informed now, right? They are looking at information and they are doing the research themselves. And right now they're not looking for another salesman. So how do business owners, how, how can business owners um, really work that, right? So what kind types of conversations should they be having? What they should be? Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's such a good question. And before we even get to the conversation part, the first conversation is with themselves. And that's deciding that you're a professional and not a social self. So when we show up in our professional self, we're not worried about what the other person thinks of us because we know we're serving. We're not worried about, am I saying it right? Because we're serving. When we're in our social selves, our ego, who is not our amigo, takes hold. And really then it's like, oh, but do you look good on camera? I really hope I get this person because I need to buy that new car. Oh my God, what if they don't come through? What are they thinking of me? Are my teeth wide enough? You know, we're thinking all sorts of weird things instead of serving. So very first thing for any entrepreneur or business person is decide that you're a professional. Step into your professional self and treat your business like a job. It doesn't matter how you feel. Uh, I don't want to today. Do you think the people at Walmart want to go to work? They don't, but they still have to show up. And so it's the same thing when it's our own business. So it really starts with your own mindset that no matter what, you show up in your most professional self to do a job that where you get to serve others. From there, we get to talk about what the sales conversation should sound like. That's awesome. I love that. Serving first. Um, We tend to forget that the other person on the other side of that conversation is a human and human needs connection. Um, But like you said, the first conversation that we need to have is with ourselves and it's how we show up in that conversation. We're not just there to sell a widget (laughs) or to push a widget off to somebody else. We're there because we are genuinely trying to help the other person fulfill a need, you know, fix a problem, you know, solve an issue, something like that. So I love that is the first place we start to even have a conversation because that's what it is, right? It's a conversation. I bet it's a conversation. Yeah, most definitely. So um, we have the conversation with ourselves. How do you think entrepreneurs should prepare that conversation to get started? Well, so for one thing is to remember that it's not personal if the other person hires you or buys your widget. 
your value is never going to be any dollar amount that a person can pay you. Your value is intrinsic to you and more valuable than any bucket of money that someone could put at your doorstep. Now, I know a lot of people are going to think, well, put the bucket bucket of money at my doorstep anyway, and I'll test your theory, Gretchen. That's fine. But when we're when we're thinking, did they choose me? If they said, no, they don't like me, that's not what it means. That's, that's usually not what it means. It either fits or it doesn't. And so making sure that you know that is one step in getting prepared. And then the second step is really knowing something about the person you're going to be having a conversation with. You know, get into their world from their viewpoint. What do they need? How is what you have something that could serve them? Would it serve them? Get to know them in a non-threatening way. If you're trying to start by selling right away, people can feel that it's needy. Needy equals creepy. I always think of dating that we don't like that. You know, don't be too needy. Like, ugh, you know, swipe. I don't want to talk to you. But if it's someone that's serving, it's really different. So get prepared. Learn about the person. Find them on LinkedIn or social media. Maybe even send some prelim questions to warm them up a little bit. What do you want to know about them? What would be helpful? And then go ready to listen and ready to make sure that you can um, do some reflection back of what might be helpful to them and always give an experience. You know, most of the time people don't really get what we do. We've all driven cars, most of us, but we still test drive a car because it's different, right? Different with, with each car that you drive. And so same thing with whatever it is that you're giving or the, um, Whatever it is that your modality is, whether you're a coach, you're a lawyer, you're whatever you might be, you have a widget, you want them to be able to actually have an experience. That's interesting and and pretty cool. Um, fun fact, my mom still doesn't know what I do. But yeah. <laughs> you know, that right. tells me I did a poor job in explaining what I'm actually what I actually do for a living, but I digress. <laughs> she um actually my dad doesn't know either. So whatever. I gotta, go. I gotta work on both of them. Yeah. But um <laughs> I, I was just having a conversation with a group earlier in a, in a call I was in, and they were talking about, there was this really shy guy in the corner of our virtual meeting, right? So he's like on the bottom right, he's just like, hi, my name is, right? So he's just like really, really introverted and shy. And he says, you know, I'm in these calls, I'm having, trying to make or schedule as many calls as I can, and I don't know how to sell my product. Mm-hmm. And well, do you know these people? No. Is this the first conversation you're having? Yes. And you're asking for them to buy something based off of them not really knowing you? Yeah, to think about it like that. Like, do you normally get married on the first date? No. <laughs> right. I hope not. Hope, hope not. not. I go like. Right. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, we we tend to forget that we have to. And the important word, again, is conversation, but we tend to forget that as we get into business and we think you have to sell, sell, sell all the time. But sometimes you have to plant seeds and grow your own garden before they can sprout and you can do something with those plants and seeds and flowers and things. That's exactly that's exactly it. And so here's what I really tell entrepreneurs. A great way to um, have a sales conversation is to think of it as connection Mm -hmm. and that it's going to take several connection before these seeds, as you're saying, can sprout. So oftentimes I will have them prep for a connection call. So we've stepped into our professional self. We know we're not going to take it personal. We've done the research on who the other person is that has either contacted us or that we've contacted and we've sent them over some prelim questions. For the people that I serve, it's usually things like, 
what would you like to see happen in the next six to 12 months? What actions have you taken to, to get there and to reach that? And how do you sabotage yourself? For someone else, it could be different questions. So you pick what's important. When that person sends back the information, you really look at it. You don't just hope that you're going to wing it. Spend time looking at it. Then when you get on that first connection call, do that. Connect. Go over what they've said. Feed it back to them what it is that they're wanting. And then if they ask, well, how do we work together or what does this cost? Keep it in the space of creativity in their right brain. If you get into left brain and you say, well, it costs this much money and it's this many times or it's this many months, people are problem solving. Instead, you want to keep it to what's possible. This even can work for someone that's going to clean the carpets at your house. What's possible? It's not just this many square feet and this many rooms. It's what's possible is your carpets are going to look great. You're going to want to have people come over because you've been so embarrassed about having them. You slow it way down. And then I tell all of the entrepreneurs, have requirements for the people that you work with. Slow things down. So my requirements and the ones that I tend to teach are check the person's readiness level. How ready are they? So I'll say, you know, hey, one of my requirements is that you're ready. I don't know what else you have on your plate right now. And I don't know if this is a good time for change in your life. Only you know, but if we work together, things are going to change. If we work together for the carpet cleaner, your carpets are going to be clean. Only you know if you're ready to really have people take off shoes every time they come over. I'm not sure, you know, but it works everywhere. Then it's the commitment level because everyone's concerned about the finances. And I will say, this is more than just a financial commitment. This is a commitment of your time. It's a commitment of your change. It's a commitment to self. So with the carpet cleaner, it's a commitment to your time of being there, of letting these carpets dry, and then of doing things different with these carpets. You know, so either way it can work. And then lastly, I'll say my third requirement is that I coach you first. It's on me, but I want you to experience what I do. And that way we both will know if this is a go. And if you're really ready for the type of coaching that I, that I tend to do with people that can work for any profession. Mm -hmm. I love everything you just said. It, it, It reminded me of a story. Um, my, I'm in Florida, right? My my parents' house was affected by one of the hurricanes that got mm. that, that hit the house, and so there were people over fixing the roof, and they updated the tiles to adhere to like I think it's two hundred and sixty mile per hour winds, whatever. But while they were fixing the roof, the roof collapsed in the house, and so all the water, all the dirt, all the debris, and everything kind of you know destroyed everything, broke mm. the chandelier, table, kitchen, everything. Right? Mess, and so. The roofers don't, didn't, of course they were going to repair the roof because that's what they initially were hired to do and also fix their the uh, issues with the debris and everything. And now, so they cleaned up as much as they could, but then they brought in two different types of contractors. And the first contractor looked at the carpet, the floor, the piping, because there was water um, burst, uh, pipes that burst because of the issues. And he says, yeah, you know, I'm going to have to take this pipe off and twist that down and put that over there. And it's going to have to bring up your carpet. Um, and I'm going to have to do this and this and this and this and this. And I might have to put, put, uh, punch a hole in the wall. I'm going to have to do all these things, remove the sink. And my mom and dad are like, okay, all right. Second <laughs> guy comes terrible. in, right. Second guy comes in. He looks at everything, nods his head a little bit and says, yeah, I can do that. Here's your price. That's it. And that was it because he didn't have to go through 
yeah, you have a problem. I can fix your problem. Yes, I can do this. It's going to take maybe a day, maybe two. Uh, I can do that. And this is the price because, and they already had a conversation. They didn't go with the sec, the first guy because he was, he was too overwhelming for them. Actually, 100%. If we tell yeah. people every little thing that we're going to do, first of all, we don't know if we have to do all of those things. You don't mm-hmm. know until you get in there, but it can be so overwhelming to the person hearing the information that they are unwilling to move any further with you anyway. My guess is that second gentleman contractor still had to punch a hole in the wall, but he didn't need to tell your parents all about it. He handled it. Mm-hmm. He just had that air of, I'm going to handle it. It's going to be done. I'm going to clean it up after I go. You'll never know I was here, except your stuff is going to work. That's exactly what happened, except he yes. didn't punch a hole in the wall. <laughs> Fantastic. Even better. Right? And it cost Even cheaper, better. but it, it was the way in which he was able to handle that conversation in comparison to the first person. Yes. Um, it, it was so interesting to kind of watch and understand the two different types of sales approaches. Cause the first guy was like, yeah, I can yes. do all these things. And we forget sometimes it's information overload for the people who are listening in. And second, they really just want this fixed. What is it going to cost? How long is it going to, you know, to be, and what's my part in this? Right. And we have to make it simple. So I love all of the information and tidbits and, and expertise that you've given here because they're actionable. People can yeah. follow it. People can take that information and, and, and use it in their business today. So um, we're going to wrap up for a few, but let's, for those who are going through the same thing, who were, because you've been doing this for a while, for those who are having trouble with their getting started in their sales conversations and whatnot, um, what advice could you give them today? Yeah, it's it's a really good question. First of all, you're in the right place and congratulations for even deciding. It is not always easy to become an entrepreneur and there is um, a risk that's involved. So congratulate yourself there. The second part is don't get overwhelmed. When your mind wants to say, I need clients with an S, it freaks out because how am I going to get clients If you just think of who can I serve and who's my next client, how might I connect? Intuitively, you will get a download of who you're supposed to reach out to. But if your mind's searching for clients, it's too much. Just focus on one. Who's my next client? Who can I serve? Everyone can do that. That's awesome. Thank you for that. And I ask this of everybody. What is your definition of success? Mm, My definition of success is not giving up fail forward and not even to look at it as a failure. Sometimes things don't work out and who cares? Really having a who cares attitude, you learn from it and have a sense of humor. That's awesome. Success really looks like that. I feel attacked right there because that who cares part, that's totally me when it comes to different approaches and things that I want to follow or address. It's like, okay, if I fail, I fail, but I don't usually fail. I learn from what I I go through. So it's, all right, I don't care if I look crazy or if I sound crazy or if I, whatever, it just is what it is. I will figure it out. And it will yeah. be fine. I'm not going to die. We're going to be good. Right? <laughs> like, and, and usually it's the mind giving you scary stories anyway. I'm sure yeah. you have not looked crazy. You're very well put together. In your mind, you might've felt a little like off the Richter, 
Nobody else knew but you. So the mind just wants to make us afraid all the time. So successful people, they take risks and they keep going in spite of what the mind wants to tell them. Just keep going. It won't always feel this hard or this messy. Yeah. All right. So tell people what you got going on now, lady. What's going on? Well, you know, I do have a great program for entrepreneurs. It's called Stairway to Six. It's a six-month program. And we really go over how do you serve to sell? Where do you find these clients? What kind of a conversation do you have to connect with people? How do you not feel icky about sales yourself? What do you do for your own money mindset? I have another program called The Roundtable where entrepreneurs come together and they share different ideas and we help each other to grow their businesses. So a lot of times we'll share contacts, we'll barn raise each other's businesses, and there's a lot of teaching and one-on-one coaching that goes with that as well. But my pet project and the thing that I'm most excited about right now is my book, Break Free from Your Dirty Little Secrets, A New You in 10 Secret Breaking Stages, is coming out on February 28th. You can get it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And that, talk about success, fail forward, fail forward, go for it anyway, even though I've never written a book before, but it's coming out and I hope everyone will pick that up. And you can find all my information just at GretchenHeido.com. And that's where you can see anything about the programs, the book, what it might be like to have a conversation with me. And yeah, that I'm I'm always happy to take calls and to speak to people who are really interested in moving forward in their lives. Okay, perfect. Make sure we have all of that information. We'll include all of that information in the show notes for those who will be listening. Thank you all who are listening now. Thank you, Gretchen, for showing up today and giving us your expertise. I look forward to staying connected with all of you. And that's really the end of the show, (laughs) y'all. So again, thank you, everybody. And um, enjoy the balance of your day. Take care. And that wraps up another episode of the 1% Factor Podcast. If you'd like to experience more of this and want to learn how to build a calm, intentional, and impactful business outside of the hustle culture society you live in, go to thefocusceo.co forward slash one percent.